0: self-improvement there's only really one reason we study ourselves and that's for the purpose of self-improvement and there is only one reason why we would want to improve ourselves and that is because it's nature's intention however the position of knowledge unless it's accompanied by a manifestation or an expression or an action is like the hoarding of precious metal under the bed, a vain and foolish thing. Knowledge, uh, like wealth, is intended for use. The law of use is, is its universal. Anything that doesn't circulate stagnates. Energy, knowledge, wisdom must circulate to grow. Passing the torch, sharing your knowledge Helping others, being the role model or the real model of what you know about yourself and therefore others, the way you act and think becomes your gift back and your way of circulating the knowledge you have now about yourself. And this is crucial, very crucial. While we always keep our knowledge, deep knowledge, locked up, we're always open to demonstrate that knowledge in the way we act and the way we behave. If you know stuff but you can't use it, it just makes you vain. If you know stuff and the only purpose you know it for is for gaining pleasure from life, there is also a huge stagnation and it will lead to calamities, disasters and humbling circumstance. So the person who learns and learns and learns and can't apply what they learn and learn and learn ends up being a swamp, a toxic swamp. So today I want to talk about moods. And the knowledge that you're about to get, you you will need, you will be able to absorb, but you will also need to apply. So the person who spends their life trying to work out how to improve their mood locks themselves into a prison that blocks their future. Firstly, they believe that if they work on themselves, they will transform their moods, that their moods are a result of some incompetence or some uh, poverty or some history or some problem in the moment or some distraction from the future but your mood is uh, about as valuable or as relevant to where you're at in life as a mosquito your moods are for the person of the lower mind In other words, people who are unstudied in self-improvement, their moods are them. They say, I am happy, I am sad, I am strong, I am weak, I am... And they are stuck in the I. Or they're stuck in the feminine principle of the me. My mood, my feelings... My experience, my uh, opinions, which are moods, are me. To change your mood or change your mental state, you must recognize that the process is about changing your vibration. Now, moods are not an instrument of manifestation. So no mood, no matter how high its vibration will be causation for building a house or getting a new job or whatever it is. Your moods are, in a sense, a byproduct or a sideline to the journey of manifestation. However, your moods become important when it comes to leadership of others who may or may not have a role in helping you build and create and manifest the wealth and the uh, abundance that you aspire to. People will not hang with a low-vibration individual. They will hang out with a high-vibration individual. They will go to that person for advice. So what we're trying to do in understanding improvement, personal improvement, it is to st- to destroy an undesirable rate of mental vibration put into operation by the principle of polarity and concentrate upon the the pole that which you desire to to suppress to kill out the undesirable by changing its polarity so what do we say about mood well there's two sides to everything the wise person high vibe person focuses on the affirmative the unwise focuses on the negative. So let's just go through that. The wise person knows that there's two sides to everything and focuses on the positive. The unwise per- person thinks there's either a good side or a bad side. So they're in the what we call the lower-minded community. They're in the lower-minded world where things are either good or bad and they focus quite often on either of the two. Therefore, their moods fluctuate depending on their focus. The higher vibration individual who wishes to manifest and create and build and work on themselves focuses on both, recognizes that there is positives and negatives to every situation, that their moods are subject to their degree of focus. So the person who is in the high vibe can actually focus, see that there's two sides to something, but chooses to focus on the affirmative, chooses to focus on the compliment, chooses to focus on the uh, positive aspect of this thing, not to the, not denying the existence of the negative. And that's the difference. One person is a prisoner or a slave of the law of polarity because they swing over to the left, chasing the banana. Then they swing over to the right, chasing another banana. And they think, today I'm in a good mood, tomorrow I'm in a bad mood. And these moods, they think, are caused by either something in the past, something in the present, or something in the future. And this person, therefore, is uh, no different to a monkey swinging in a tree looking for the next banana or the next fuck or the next... Uh, a scratch they can get or they're looking for the next ray of sunshine to change their mood this person is a slave in life they're a slave to everything that can tickle their uh, feeling that this thing will cause a positive without a negative and therefore swing them into a state of good mood and They are very uh, tempting for the world to satisfy, because uh, if you um, put a smile on somebody's face, you feel like you've achieved something. But the person who endorses this swing from mood to mood is actually going to be resented, because the swing from mood to mood and the feeding of that swing, when the person says, I want to have this because it'll make me feel good, the person who feeds them to that end becomes the feeder of uh, a poison. Because what made that person feel good also will make that person feel bad. They will vacillate. And so in the lower-minded consciousness, the consciousness of the majority, the mass consciousness of the population, the the attitude is, help me swing to the right where the mood is good and therefore I feel good. And help me swing there because there is no negative. No, There is the absence of the negative in the positive mood. The leader is different. The leader says, wherever I go, there's going to be good and bad to it. So you can tempt me. You can offer me a deal. You can offer me a, 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 a victory. You can offer me satisfaction. But in that satisfaction, there is non-satisfaction. And I see both. But I choose by uh, being the king or queen of the laws of polarity. I choose to be at the cause of my life. Therefore, I choose to focus on the positive. With witnessing of the negative, I'm not deluded or in denial. I see both, but I focus on the positive. And therefore, mood becomes something that you choose rather than something that you get. So in, in, then we're not saying, oh, I'm in a bad mood, or I'm in a good mood, or I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling that. We say, I choose to feel this, and I choose to feel that. We become the master of the mood. If you're in possession of fear, don't waste try- time trying to kill fear. But c- cultivate the qu- quality of courage, the opposite to fear. Because you have it in equal abundance. So what we're suggesting here is that with mood, you're able to choose your mood as long as you don't get drawn down into the concept of fix up something that's broken. In other words, if you see yourself in a sad mood because somebody uh, did something wrong, look for where they did right see the both sides, focus on the positive, then choose the mood. To kill out a negative quality, just concentrate on the opposite pole of the same quality, and the vibrations will gradually change the negative mood to the positive mood, or gradually balance out the mood so you're then free to choose your mood. So people are able to search in anything and see what's wrong, and then focus on what's wrong. So the ability to choose mood is not a secret. We know people who can can see what's wrong and can see criticism in anything that's good. And we know these people. They're not bad-hearted. They're not ill. They're just they're victims of their own thinking process. They're stuck past, present, future. They're stuck and... In being stuck, they search for the negative to try and repair it. Now, what we've said earlier in this podcast is the repairing of, a, of, of of a mood puts us into a process which validates the mood. And we try to find remedy for how we feel, how our mood is. We try to find remedy. And in going into the process, we are in itself focusing on either the positive or the negative state of that mood. And therefore, we enter into a realm of polarity, which is at the victimhood of the law. So no matter how hard we work for an entire lifetime, doing yoga or practicing meditation or whatever it is, we will always, always be victim of the law of polarity. Self-improvement. Personal improvement, which is what we're focusing on here, is to rise up and use the law. So the mastery of polarisation is the mastery of the fundamental principles of mental transmutation or alchemy. Now, what does that mean? If you are able to see the two sides of something... You can change any environment, any circumstance into a manifestation process. In other words, even when things go, according to some people, wrong, you have the capacity to see that that, is, that wrong is not wrong, it's not bad, it's not an ill thing. It's actually got two sides. You can look at the positive. You can say grateful for it. You can put your arms around life and you will attract the energy and the spaces and the places and the people to build your dream, to, build, to manifest your outcomes. Your outcomes are material outcomes. Always we say, be, do, have. Have is the bottom line of all vision. Have is always a dollar. Now, you might think this is lacking spirit, but it's not. The be and the do are written into the have. The have is, how much money do I need to do this thing? If it doesn't take money, it's an ungrounded fantasy, an ungrounded fantasy of being in a state of, uh, uh, of experience of life that is pleasureful. And this state of pleasurefulness automatically drops us back into the law of polarity as a slave. Rhythm may be neutralized by application of the art of polarization. As we've explained earlier, rhythm manifests on a mental plane, and so the the speed at which we can see both sides of something determines our vibration. If we say, "Oh, I, this is bad. It's happened to me. Uh, um, I got woken up in the night late." Uh, gee, that's really bad. And then about two days later we go, oh, but the good news was I was able to sit on the balcony. We repair the polarity, we repair it two days later. It's uh, the equivalent of a swinging uh, ball on the end of a chain that's wrecking a building. The size of the ball is concrete, big massive ball, the big steel ball, and it's going to swing really slowly. So we are in the process of delaying that uh, witnessing of the law of polarity, demanifesting. So we're undoing a lot of the hard work we've done to build a career, to, to, build, to buy a new house and to invest in property or to attract people around us who want to put money into what we want to do. We will push people away. So the law of rhythm and the law of polarity work hand in hand. When it comes to the topic of mood, So most people live in a bewildering succession of moods, feelings and emotions and other mental states that are due to backward and forward swings of the mental pendulum which carries us from one extreme of feeling to the other. We, on the other hand, want to neutralise this experience as quickly as possible and see in everything polarity And once we do, choose the polarity, choose the pole we wish to focus on. So we can say the speed at which we can see order in chaos, the speed at which we can see the polarity in anything, the speed at which we can see this, is going to determine our consciousness. Healing is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. Leadership is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. What are we saying? We're saying that the wiser the individual, the faster they will see the two sides of something. The dumber the individual, and I'm talking about universally dumb, the dumber the individual, the longer they will take to see the two sides of everything. A great example of this, uh, a perfect example, when I went through a personal divorce, my first one, Uh, it took me two three years to see the good side of the divorce process and I I, even though I owned a business I was doing an MBA I was studying at university I was uh, healthy attractive but I was operating at a rhythm or a vibration deep dark dirty and uh, in the process of doing that I demanifested So as a human being, it looked to me, it looked to people like I was having emotional TikToks, but they would, if they saw me from time to time, they said I was having the best time of my life. I was enjoying myself, I was partying, I was going through uni, I was going on bushwalks, I was heading off to Nepal, I was making, you know, business connections, I was doing what looked to be on the surface, having a great life. But I was swinging from pole to pole. And I would have a week of down, dark hate for my ex. And then I would have a week trying to luxuriate in some pleasure hunt. And so I swang like a monkey in a tree on a branch, you know, like Tarzan. I swang from tree to tree, swinging back, swinging back, swinging back, swinging back. And I was subject to the law of polarity. And at the end of it, I, I really uh, realized that my Although my process was fun, although my process was what I thought to be a a therapeutic process of getting up and then slipping back into some dark state and then getting up and slipping back into a dark state, I was actually swinging backwards and forwards in the process, demanifesting. Now, manifestation in this, we we, we always talk about manifestation, is in the form of wealth, in the form of um, material uh, uh, building my business was demanifesting although it looked like on the surface it was building uh, because my contacts were growing and and the jobs I was doing were growing the profitability of all this wasn't uh, being uh, invested reinvested i was spending it on my polarity swings so i learned I refuse to allow myself to swing back and forward on a pendulum. I rise to the top of the pendulum, I see the two sides of something as quickly as possible, and I steadfastly affirm the superiority of the positive side of that in my focus. This is proficiency, and it takes a while. But you understand the law, and therefore you're overcoming the law. And by the use of will, and it's the only thing there is here, by the use of the human will, we, attra- we attain poise and steadfastness. Now people invest in poise and steadfastness. They don't invest in uh, mad swings of mood because uh, we know that person is uh, to a degree forked tongue, unpredictable. You don't have to destroy the law of polarity. You don't have to destroy the law of rhythm. You have to use it. You counterbalance. And we talk about this a lot when people say work-life balance. Instead of saying work-life balance, we say work-work balance. We're trying to encourage people to be balanced at work, balanced in the hour, balanced in the minute, in their thoughts. We're trying to help those who are ready to improve themselves to improve, not to repair themselves. So if we go into the mode of repair, we say, I am in a mood because something's broken in me and therefore I need to fix it. But this is not the truth. I am in a mood because I choose the process of thought which looks only at at one side of a pole and not at the other. I am therefore subject to mass consciousness, subject to... Uh, the delusions of one without the other and and therefore I'm in a process to demanifest. And now if that person's on our team, uh, that can be useful if we want to use that, that they swing from pole to pole because that's called motivation. However, if our mission becomes not to turn into a cesspool of knowledge that we accumulate and hide, and that we become a toxic swamp of knowledge and wisdom, uh, we will, in some way or another, want to, either through our own example or through conversation, try to encourage those that are on our team, in our family, in our community, to see the two sides of every situation. They will fight cat and dog, uh, because the, 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 the the mass consciousness is subliminally reinforced into the human brain, such as is... the the, the ridiculous notion that was brought to this planet of religion, which is there is sin or there is good. Nothing, nothing on this earth escapes the principle of cause and effect. But there are many, many planes of causation. And we can use the law of polarity to overcome one of the lower levels of causation, which will cause and then discourse. <laughs> so we want to live on a higher plane. By rising above the plane of ordinary cause, we become, to a degree, the cause of things, and therefore we're not being caused. By being able to master your own moods and your feelings, and by being able to neutralize rhythm as quickly as possible, we have already explained, we're able to be part of the operation of cause and effect at a, at a level of material wealth. Most people are carried along, obedient to their environment and the wills and desires of others that are stronger physically and mentally than themselves. The effect of inherent tendencies. The suggestion of those about them and and the outward causes. So in other words, if someone says, I'll like you if you do something, that will cause a mood, that will cause a behavior, that will cause an effect. And that effect and that cause will be to the pleasure of somebody else at the end of the day. They move people about the strong-minded and the strong... Uh, the, the strong physical and the strong-minded move people about the chessboard-like pawns. Because, because there are people who are weak-willed. And those weak-willed people are their moods, are their emotions, are where they're stuck. And they cause an effect which is manifestation or temporary manifestation. I've got it, I spend it. I've got it, I spend it. I've got it, I spend it. So by rising above these influences at Inner Wealth, we seek a higher plane of mental action because we want to resonate with the laws of the universe. We want to use them. We rise above uh, the, this lower plane, And we seek a higher plane of mental action. And by not dominating our moods, our emotions and our impulses and our feelings, we create new character, new qualities and new powers by which we can overcome the ordinary environment that keeps other people in conversation and acting like mere pawns. So we need these people. We need mass consciousness to work for us. We need mass consciousness to be in a world of polarity because they're the ones who um, uh, produce uh, uh, handbags or or sell stuff in shop stores. We need this. But there's no excuse to resonate with it. A bad musician in an orchestra is not tolerated there is no need to hang out with or resonate with or try to fix to some degree that musician in the orchestra but to say you need to go away and learn to play and there are some people amongst us that we might be even married to or hanging out with or on a team with who absolutely are addicted to their moods and their emotions and their lack of will and they go with the breeze and then they tell everybody else to come with them to this degree We can't be reactive to that person, but we can let them uh, uh, exhaust themselves pulling on the chain that they've tied to the fence. So wise people serve on the higher plane and rule others on the lower. We are, are, are obedient to the laws that come from above us. We're humble to those universal laws. But on our own plane, we recognise those below us in thought. We give orders to them and we taunt them with the, the polarity that they so seek. We fall in hand, we fall in step with the law. We understand there is rhythm, we understand there is polarity, we understand there is abundance, we understand these laws, but we don't just know this knowledge, we circulate this knowledge through our actions and our thoughts and our behaviour. We, in other words, choose our mood. Our mood is best decided, A, by focusing on both sides of any equation, circumstance, event, which will allow us to give to see polarity and therefore have a very high rhythm, high vibration. And then we choose to look, to focus only on the affirmative. But we rise above that because we don't even want to be a slave to that polarity. We say we choose our mood. You'll meet people who fake their mood. They fake their smile. They fake it. Then you'll meet people who don't fake it who present themselves in the in the full gamut of their happy up and their miserable down and they unashamedly will go to work and tell everybody how happy and fantastic they are and then come home and be the the stressed out meanest cruelest parent or partner you can find their polarity swings uh, greater than a monkey in a tree going from side to side. It's almost like a person crossing a river on one of those great big swings. There are those who are in the moment locked into a mood. They're locked into being dour uh, or or, or, uh, miserable, no matter what happens, because it's never good enough. And so we can see that there is an opportunity to collect the wealth, collect the resources of the people who swing from tree to tree because they will seek a pleasure and we can offer it to them and reap the reward. And this is not corrupt. However, to do that, we must live and act and engage ourselves in not just knowing the laws of nature. Oh, everybody, there's a law of balance. I know it. We have to put it into practice. Otherwise, we become a cesspool of knowledge. We go, oh, I see the two sides of that. So what? It doesn't cause manifestation. It doesn't build you the new house. It doesn't have a better team. It doesn't uh, give you great power in the world. It actually is just knowledge festering away inside our brain. So the wise person and the fool are subject to the same law. So, transmutation, the ability to change any situation, the ability to transition, the ability to cause any situation to work in your favor is called transmutation. Once upon a time, it was called alchemy, the ability to ta- change a rock into gold. But all they're talking about, and it's the same process is the mind is able to change the vibration of atoms, molecules, and subatomic particles. Atoms, molecules, and subatomic particles are thought. The mind, our thoughts, can change atoms, molecules, and subatomic particles, but so too is every house we own, every car we own, is atoms, molecules, and subatomic particles. So we are able to change a thought, resonate that thought with the thing we so desire, and draw it into the, the gamut of our manifestation. And this is how we apply universal laws rather than sit on them. And that's the theme of today, that we have uh, once we learn or we have a responsibility not to know stuff, but to apply it. Now, you might be feeling, ooh, I I I should go run around and teach my partner how to be in balance, or I should teach my children how to be in balance. This is a very difficult thing because people uh, uh, need to grow into the the awareness of knowledge I and mean, the best thing you can do for them is to be the example of a constant state of mood that doesn't fluctuate up and down while everybody else is getting angry and pissed off at you or or, or uh, heightened with a sense of excitement about going to the fun park your mood stays and you choose that mood when somebody does something wrong you look for the positive in it and the negative you focus on the positive. When somebody does something ridiculously stupid, um, you look. You you will be witnessing the negative. Quickly look for the positive in it. Focus on that. End of story. The universe that you live in is wholly mental. So it can only be ruled. Life can only be ruled by mentality. And all manifestation of phenomena is a mental game. There's a lot of people who can buy and sell property and build up some wealth, but they'll spend the rest of their life fearing losing it. They don't own it. They've just fallen into it. And because of the law of polarity, they happen to be on one side of that pole with the rope swinging up, and they are very conscious that they did so by a a sequence of circumstances that they didn't control. They therefore are aware they could swing back the other way. So they remain in fear. But if you can practice the universal law of polarity, the universal law of rhythm, if you can practice that, you will recognize that the, the choices to build wealth are predictable, There is order in the chaos. You'll see it. And then you're not hoarding knowledge. You're not becoming a stagnant head full of, oh, gee, there's two sides to that. So what? So managing your mood. Managing your emotions. Choosing your mood and choosing your emotions is not fraudulent. You can see the two sides of everything. Then what mood will you have? You don't become subject to the two sides of something. You use your ability to see the two sides as quickly as possible and go back to the mood you've chosen, which is the mood that will manifest, the emotions that will manifest to create the vision and the goals that you have on a be, do, have, 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 have have level. The all, the universe, is mind. Be part of it. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.